1: Hey y'all, this is Robert Connolly farr and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast.
2: Greetings and welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of music podcast, an exciting podcast that journeys through the nuances and alleyways and avenues of unheard music, unheard and obscure music, music that we feel is as good as, if not better than the music you hear in the mainstream, which gets far too much recognition these days. My name's Neil. (laughs) Neil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined as always by Richie. Say hello, Richie.
3: Hello, Neil. Hello, listeners.
2: Hello, Rich. And uh, I'm also joined all the way from Vancouver, I believe, uh, by our special yeah, guest. It. Yeah. Uh, Robert Connolly-Farr. Hello, Robert.
1: Hey, hey, y'all. How's it going? Good to hear your voices. Yeah, thanks. It's good to hear you too.
2: I'll I'll, I'll just say before we go any further, unfortunately we are a man down tonight. Uh, We're experiencing some technical issues course, because we're still not fully out of lockdown yet, we're still uh, recording this podcast remotely, because of technical difficulties, our colleague Wayne can't join us. He's normally the one who brings most of the information to the podcast, so, you know, if you're the kind of person who thrives off facts and figures, you might want to just turn off now.
3: Fuck off to Wikipedia.
2: (laughs) If you're here for the jovial banter and good humour and everything else, then stick around. By all means, please stick around. Because you still have uh, Richie, you still have me and you still have Robert. So it, we're going it. to do this thing.
3: We're going to do this thing. Let's do this We're going to do this thing. All right. <laughs> so,
2: format of the show for people who haven't listened before. We've got four rounds for you tonight. Uh, we start with the head-to-head round where e- each of the regular show hosts, myself, Rich and Wayne, will bring a uh, a song which we have chosen from the millions of, I mean, how many songs do people send in to us, Rich? i, I,
3: I forgot to a count, but many thousands.
2: Well, 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 yeah, when I logged into my, um, my um, you haven't heard this music podcast, email earlier to get this clean feed link, I think I'd got something like 1,800 unread emails in, in, in there. So that's 1,800 that I haven't got round to listening to yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you know, if you send music music to us, you just, you just, us, you just that, need a
1: little more. You just need a little more time.
2: Yeah, I could I could do without a full time <laughs> job. That would be really nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have things called a mortgage and bills uh, and all the rest uh, of it. And uh, yeah. don't we all? Don't we <laughs> <Yeah>. all? <laughs> From this selection of uh, musical choices, we've selected. We've each selected a song. Uh, Wayne selected one in his absence and sent it through. Um, that we, we feel is worthy of recognition and, and can stand up against the songs that the other two, co- my, the two co-hosts have brought. And as always, I guess Robert Connolly Farr will choose his head-to-head winner, the song he prefers. But to be fair, all the songs are winners because they've made it this far.
1: Definitely, definitely.
2: So, we then move on to the next round, which is our wildcard round. Explain the wildcard, Rich, because you can do it far, far better than I can. We
3: select a random song and then talk about it.
2: There you go.
1: That's so,
2: that's random. We, we literally do that we literally, uh, literally...
3: Flick through, <laughs> the, flick through the emails you 'll say "Stop," and then where I put my finger is where is the song we 're going to choose and we don 't
2: have the option of discarding it if it 's bad, so, no, it, it, so could it could be interesting.
3: it could be absolute dog shit, and there's nothing. we just have to we just have to pretend we like it. <laughs> That's not true. If you don't like it, you say you don't like it. Usually, if it's bad, we don't say anything. We'll just say, so that was so-and-so. We've there some so-and-so. Let's move on to the next section. Say fuck all. But, um, <laughs> yeah.
2: We, we then move on to my favourite section, which I'm not allowed to introduce anymore because the kids are in bed, which is the intense hardcore genre musical challenge. Go! Yeah. This is where a member of the team is challenged to bring uh, music they like from a particular genre. Last week, I was challenged with the genre of minimal trance, so I will be bringing uh, some minimal trance for you. Uh, more about that later. We then move on to our artist spotlight, which is all about Robert and what he's been up to or what he hasn't been up to this year with uh, lockdown and uh, COVID and everything else. But uh, it's it sounds from the conversation we had earlier, Robert,
1: that you've been quite productive. Yeah, it's been it's been a really it's been a really amazing year you know, a lot of ups and downs
2: <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll get into that more later uh, but without Sounds further good. ado we'll uh, we'll we'll move on to our head to head
1: brand
2: Yes, head-to-head. Head. Uh, you won last week, didn't you, uh, Rich? So, um, as usual. What, what are the scores at the moment? Are you uh, on about no 15? No I'm not counting anymore. Rich, Rich is running away with it. Rich, Rich is on about 10, I think. <laughs> Wayne's, Wayne's on 4, I believe, and I'm Trailing behind with two. What uh, what song are you bringing for I'm us? I'm bringing
3: Rich? a song by Will Wood. It's called Suburbia. Mm, what's it called, Neil?
2: There's about four titles.
3: Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite a long one. It's called it's Suburbia involved. Overture. Greetings from Mary Bell Township. A vampire. Co- um, it's like, I don't, like it's, it's different Suburbia section.
2: Overture slash Greetings from Mary Bell Township. Explanation mark slash Vampire in brackets oh, okay. culture slash Love me. Comma normally. So
3: I'm, I'm guessing the song's split up into four different parts, and the four different parts come in, just come across like musical theatre. So I, anyway, this is Will Wood with his song, "Suburbia Overture: Greetings from Mary Bell Township, Vampire Culture. Love me, love me what? Normally. Love me normally. Enjoy. <laughs> Mr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that was Will Wood with his long-titled song.
2: Which you don't want to say again. I
3: don't. I, I want. I do want to play it in the background, kind of, but I'm not but quite... There we go. Um, yes, Will Wood appeared out of nowhere, stumbling out of an hallucinogenic haze in 2015. He immediately began attracting attention with his difficult-to-pin-down public persona and provocative performances... Joined by his band, the, Tape, the Tapeworms, nice name for a band, Wood confused and excited audiences and press with his genre-defying musical styles and unique performances, which often featured light shows, acrobatics, comedy, and other elements that rocked the boat of the local scene. Will Wood and the Tapeworms, Matt Berger, Vait Vita Vaita Vaiter Boris Mike Bo- whatever his second name is and Mario Cont have built an intense and large and sometimes dangerous court folding and received rave reviews from press and fans all over the world, There's a bit more <laughs> on him if you like him if you like his music we'll leave his shit in the show notes for you to check out is what we will do there. So, yes, this is different. It's different to... But what the fuck is this? It's like, um, wow, (laughs) it's, it's Jitterbug, 1950s, chewed up and spat out completely different that makes it work today. It's a style of music that's dated and shouldn't work today but somehow he's done it in a way that does it almost feels grungy in parts he's like mixed mixed it like with other genres like from today or modern genres but still kept that 1950s feel about it he's very clever he's a very talented musician Uh, and there's a lot going on it's so the song is so varied and so diverse it's and I, I, i i haven't even i never even got round to the lyrics. I'm not sure what the song's about. It's just so bizarre, but it's so good. It's, it's so intense, and it's dark, and it's... His range, his vocal range is exceptional. It's just, yeah, it's just a good song. Robert, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of this?
1: Man, I you know what? I'd never heard of this guy before, and, and so I, yeah, I didn't know what to think, and I didn't have any kind of preconceived notions, and... As soon as I started listening to the song I was like, I need to read about this guy, like like who is this guy? You know, and, and I immediately went to his Spotify and he's got all these followers and, and, and then I started reading about him as I'm listening to this song and all I can think of is like it's like Elton John and Nick Cave had a kid and that kid, <laughs> you know, like came out he's just like out of the woodwork, you know, like I mean he's the best of like, you know, uh, uh uh He's taken all of these genres and he's kind of just saying, you know, fuck genre. I'm gonna do what I want. Pardon my French, and and I love that, you know, uh, because he does it so well. He kind of reminds me of Daniel Romano here in Canada. Like the guy was prolific. He released like I don't know eight or ten albums last year, and they span so many genres. And he's so good at all of them, you know. And this guy's sounds like he's doing the same thing, but he's doing it in one song and. One of the things that I love the most about the YouTube video is scrolling down through the comments and reading them because it's so unexpected what he does with this song. And people just, they latch on to it, you know? It's like they're hungry for more. And the comments are just amazing. So I would suggest going to his YouTube page and checking out those comments and reading about this guy. He's interesting.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely interesting. He's, um, he's, he's got a David Barry-type persona about him. Totally. Totally. Character, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say
1: about it. Tom Waits. Tom Waits popped into my head too. You know, it's like he goes from this kind of like uh, this kind of uh, Freddie Mercury type thing to this kind of Tom Waits type thing, and he's like back and forth. It's 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 pretty uh, amazing song.
3: Yeah, the whole thing is very theatrical. He's got a theatrical yeah. thing. His whole he's persona, his whole thing, is very theatrical. It's very. It's built for the stage. This is definitely built for the stage. Totally. But totally. Saying that, as soon as I heard it, it went straight onto my playlist. <laughs> so, so it's not, not just for stage, but it it, it is. It does have yeah. that built for stage feel about it.
2: Neil. Yeah, this is like the sort of thing I'd normally go for. I was quite surprised you bought it, to be honest, Rich. I love it. It's, I absolutely. It, love it. It's extremely off the wall, and so I naturally love it. Um, yeah, I just, it, it completely took me by surprise because uh, I, was, I was shocked that you'd brought it and it's, it wasn't what I expected at all. Um, I think while I was listening to it for the first time, Rachel walked in and said, what is this? And she <laughs> thought it was a parody of the Grease soundtrack.
3: Yeah. The there's definitely was there, elements
2: of grace in there that, you know and the fifties fifties jitterabog you mentioned you know this is
3: pop music this is pop music this is big elements of pop music from that era in it
2: well, not just that era like you say it's I think it sort of transcends ages and that's that's yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. it's yeah well one criticism I think is that um I mean you you mentioned about you know lyrics and things it, it, i think the meaning kind of gets lost in there somewhere I mean just looking at the the titles of the four uh songs that are mashed together um and the whole feel of the song it kind of feels like it is a sort of a um uh uh, you know, kind of a sort of dystopian take on suburbia and uh, suburban life and, you know, how, how it isn't all it's supposed to be, you know. Um. Well,
1: it, it's almost like, it, it, to me, the song is antagonistic in a way. It's almost, you know, when you say theatrical, uh, you know, you know, typically a, a song is like one move, you know, and this song's like four or five moves, you know. Yeah, And, and he does it really well. And he does it you know, I'm assuming this is a recently released track and and it's, you know, very reminiscent of the last year.
2: It's almost like there's a lot going on with it and at times maybe a little bit too much and the meaning and the lyrics kind of get lost behind that. Um, and I think that it's a shame because there is an interesting story in there as well. From
3: his latest album called The Normal Album. <laughs> it really doesn't talk <laughs> <I> much
1: about <laughs> um, it. Yeah. Totally, totally.
3: Yeah, I know you were saying about lyrics and there's too much going on. And even Mm. though there's too much going on to be able to maybe get the message, there isn't too much going on in the way that it's... Exactly what I want when I'm listening to it. Uh,
2: agreed. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's the sort of thing. I mean, I will. I will definitely check out more of his stuff. And all yeah, his albums brilliant. Uh, you know, I'd like. I'd yeah. like to re-listen to this with the lyrics and understand what he's trying to say. Uh you know, it's. It's not immediately apparent, but maybe that's. Maybe that's an intentional thing. Maybe that does require yeah. you to dig deeper. I and mean, I think it's got my interest to, to, to want to do that. Mm.
3: Yeah. So yeah, that was me. That was my song. Uh, Should we go on to Wayne?
2: Yeah, we'll go for go for Wayne go on to next.
3: Wayne. So, uh, what's your song, Wayne? We I bought the song Black Lines by. Who's bought Black
2: Lines by? Oh my God! Who did we say? Uh, we so were, were having this discussion before, weren't we're we're we? We're pity sort of, of the, the Sea. P- oh, pity! Pit pity, pity of the Sea is the band pity of sea. Oh, with okay. their song <laughs> uh, Black Lines. Featuring somebody, featuring somebody who's naive.
1: With a southern accent, that would be Pity of the Sea. P- okay. Pity of the
2: Sea, I, I, yeah. You, you introduced that song again, Robert, that was brilliant.
1: <laughs> this is Pity of the Sea. With their, with their song, <laughs> Black Lines. I just want to host the show from now on. <laughs> voice of brilliant. I'm just trying to give people some different accents, you know. <laughs>
2: Fe- fe- featuring naive ted
1: we're not we're not
2: sure why teddy's naive but he evidently is <laughs> yeah so okay. um take it away
3: Naive Ted with...
2: No, Pity of the Sea.
3: That's Pity of the Sea with Naive Ted and the song... Black Lines. Black Lines. That's what that was. Um, Neil, you can start with this one.
2: Um, yeah. It was, um... Perhaps not as apparent as yours, Rich, but there's kind of three songs sort of linked together here. Uh, And you see... First two minutes, I was kind of thinking, Has Wayne really messed up this week and thought that he was bringing the minimal trance? <laughs> um, and then about you know, I kind of got lost in this ambient beat, and it was very sort of yeah. reminiscent to the uh, the Blade Runner soundtrack, which I've mentioned a few times and I love. Oh. Um, my favorite film, um, and you know, kind of, like, yeah, this is nice, this is good, you know, getting past the fact that it's instrumental, it's trance, and then this weird Ian Curtis style vocal comes in, which completely took me off guard, mm. um, and I, I think there's a bit, I mean, I, people have listened to podcasts for all know I'm a massive U2 fan, and there's some, some elements of, uh, particularly the, 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 the keyboard riffs very reminiscent to some of the riffs the Edge will play on some of the more keyboard driven U2 songs you know I'm getting a bit of New Year's Day and things like that in there and it just it just all blends together and kind of works and I'm not quite sure why Mm -hmm. so I enjoyed it so uh, we'll get to you next Robert what did you think?
1: well you know, it was interesting. I listened to uh, the Suburbia Overture, and then I listened to this song, and the uh, the stark contrast between kind of the end of Suburbia Overture and then this, you know, the starting of this Black Line song. It was just, it was almost like, oh, just shocking, almost. And <laughs> yeah, and and then. Uh, and then, and I was, and I was trying to make some correlations between the songs. I was like, well, maybe they're not supposed to be anything alike, you know. And, Have and uh, yeah, and and then I kind of got sucked into this thing. Like, uh, you know, you mentioned Blade Runner, and I was thinking of that kind of like, you know, back to kind of Diva almost, you know, or like yeah. this kind of very. Uh, um, uh, utopian kind of uh, mind escape and and I was just sucked in with the layering and I thought it was very well done and even the graphic you know was was intriguing to me you know um, I, I quite enjoyed this i and I appreciated uh the fact that um you know the, the previous song that we listened to you know that guy's kind of he's really popular you know and then this man you know kind of They're not that popular, but it's still like I was—I was just pulled in, you know. And and I love the—I love that about music when it when it grabs you and it pulls you in and you want to sink deeper into a band or a sound, you know. You want to know more about them, and and that was exciting for me with this song, uh, especially because it's not in a genre that I usually listen to. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah,
3: that's a good thing about this podcast, especially for us as the host. It makes us pulls us sound of our comfort zones and makes us listen to stuff we wouldn't usually listen to.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I kind mean,
3: of, t- it's, it's given me, well, I think it's given us all an appreciation for music that before we wouldn't have liked. I mean, this type, type of music, I, I, oh, I wouldn't give it the time of day, usually. It's typically 80s. Synth, got no time for synth. Um, I, I just hate it. But as time's gone on, on, as time's gone on, um yeah it's i'm i'm appreciating this more i don't love it but i appreciate it um it's very it's, 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 it's again like the mice like you said about mice it's, it's very very it's got a lot going on um i can't really break it down it's just it's, just, it's just too much going on with it but it's it's nice it stops it but it's quite a long song and the fact that it doesn't stay the same keep keeps you hooked with it type thing and I'm just waffling now but yeah it's okay it was okay for me it was okay
1: yeah I also thought that one of the things I thought was so interesting about this song as opposed to the last song is just the fact that this is it seems like it's one one big move as opposed to kind of you know the four chopped up pieces, and uh, it was so interesting to hear those songs back to back. You know.
3: Yeah, this does blend well. But uh, we But even so, even though the my song was a different part, I thought I still think it, it worked together well as one song. That's just me. But yeah, th- this is good. It's okay. Did you Did you say what you got to say now?
2: I think so. Yeah, um, we. Uh, we uh, just one thing I was going to add. It's. Um, I mean, we mentioned you know how diverse they were. I, I, I don't think I can remember a week when we bought more diverse songs. Uh, obviously, we'll get into mine in a minute. But um, we, we've 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 uh, we've definitely bought three uh, three songs this week which don't correlate to each Robert's other. at all. Oh, have we lost so, it?
3: So that's happened. Carry, carry on talking, though, we'll come back.
2: Okay. So yeah, we're done with Wayne's song, hey, shall we? I'm back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, excellent. Sure. Right. We can edit that down later, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're all spent on Wayne's song. We'll move on to mine. Um, so mm. I have bought the song, Tom Welsh. Which Wayne seems to think that's somebody from DIY SOS. I've never watched it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's what he commented when I when I brought it. Um, Tom Welsh, everything that might be. So this is Tom Welsh, everything that might be. Enjoy. Tom Welsh with his song Everything That Might Be. Um, if Wayne was here, I know what he'd say. When the
3: day is long <laughs>
2: and the night, and you think you've had enough. <laughs> if Wayne was here, what he would say is this is typical Neil music. Would which, you which
3: not is? get that from the start of the song, Neil?
1: No, nah, not really. Oh, I can I can hear that now. I, as soon as you did it, I heard it.
2: <laughs> I'll have to re-listen to it and see if I can. But he wasn't. You know, uh, I was yeah, getting more. He was more. it uh, was more. Crowded House for me, really than REM. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think the de- definitely. Um, f- for me, this this, this 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 musically, this song uh, is what would happen if um, Neil Finn left Crowded House and was replaced by uh, Rod Stewart.
1: <laughs> That's good. Um, That's a good. One.
2: Yeah, it's a very typical, um, very typical um, uh, light rock folk song, which is the sort of thing I love. Um, it's not original; it's not it's not going to break uh, any new ground. It's it's been done before, but I just think this is a brilliant example of it. It's very well produced. You've got this uh, sweeping epic chorus. It interested me, and um, I wanted to understand what what it was about and what made it tick. Um, Tom Welsh is from Chorley in Lancashire. He's been writing and performing songs for the last ten years around the North West as a solo artist and as part of various bands. He takes his musical cues from various Northern luminaries, he says, uh, from the Beatles to the Verve. But the songwriting craft is what has really become become an obsession for him. Um... Uh, he's got this whole um, sort of mindset, which I, I agree with Red um, writing songs. that the, the, A song is not about the lyrics or the music, it's about an emotion that's conveyed. Um, a quote from him, he said, I always felt it was enough to write songs that stood up against the best of what I'm into, even if no one heard them. And that kind of still is true, but more recently he's realised that part of, part of that was just him being scared of putting himself in front of people who could judge him in any way. Um, So he's making a lot more effort to to get get his music out there and get it known. Um, He says he feels there's always something positive to be taken from every situation or emotion, whether that be a life lesson, a line for a song, or gaining a deeper understanding and appreciation of other people or their art. Nothing's lost if you're able to use the experience in some way uh, and and think... he thinks that all the best music comes from lived experiences which are more which give him more meaning from each person who gets it um, so, so this, this song really the, um, he says the lyrics uh, acknowledge he's, he has an un- unhelpful tendency which I can relate to to shut, shut himself off from people while secretly hoping someone would break through and tell him what he needs to hear I do that all the time if ever I go quiet and I go dark, it's because I'm waiting to see if anybody will actually notice that I've dropped off the radar. And that, that's quite—that's quite sort of um, yeah. It, it's not a, a very sort of a positive thing to do, but it's. Uh, I think that's why I connected with this really. I could I could relate to it in a way, and the the, the sort of the the the, the, mu- the 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 music behind it sort of carries that emotion. It's very sort of melancholic. Yeah. But um, he took me on that journey. Um, uh, yeah, and he reminded me of some of my favourite bands. Um, I'd say more Crowded House than R.E.M. But uh, yeah, that, that that was it really, that's, that's why I brought it. Um, so we'll start with you then Robert, what, what do you think?
1: Nice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, when you mentioned REM at the beginning, I I was like, Oh yeah, I definitely hear that. And I've been on this REM kick for the last week. I've redownloaded new adventures in hi-fi and just, Oh, that's a brilliant album. Yeah. You know, and they were, but they very underrated album, that totally. And you know, but, uh, you just mentioned, um, you know, you know, this fella talking about, you know, those dark times showing up in songs and, you know, uh, and i think that's uh one of the things that you know i loved about r e m that i love about some of my favorite bands and that's what immediately kind of drew me into this song it felt nostalgic you know it felt like i wanted to hear the story you know like or i wanted to know the story and uh the video is you know pretty cool too with this old with this old footage but uh yeah I particularly liked uh, what you just read um from him and you know there's a there's a this kind of terror terrorizing moment when you have to make that choice to release the song that you know could be a really hard song for an artist to release and you know you release it and because like jimmy duck holmes says you know this is you you gotta give it to the world it's all you got is what you got you know and so you put it out there, you know, and, and then I, I think there's a natural tendency for a lot of artists to just kind of, you know, turtle-tuck away, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and uh, so uh, I appreciate his honesty, and I appreciated uh, the, um, the nostalgic aspect of that song and, and just the fact that it felt like, you know, like listening to the other two songs and not knocking the other two songs, but this one was something that, like, as soon as it started playing, it's like I, you know, like I, it felt like I walked into a coffee, sh- my favorite coffee shop. And somebody was playing a set, you know, like it, it kind of has that feel to it, and uh, I really appreciated that. Familiar and uh, yeah, welcoming. there you go. That's a great word, yeah. Familiar. Yeah.
3: yeah, there's something about this music that you like so much. It's um, it's very bluesy. Um, it's there's something depraved in us all that kind of enjoys. me kind of like to look back at the dark times in our life and what mm. this does is this type of, type of music it not only takes you back there, but it helps you kind of seethe in it for a bit, Indeed. and for some reason, we enjoy that
2: me particularly but we enjoy sitting
3: <laughs> down. listening to a piece of music that takes us back to a dark time, and we enjoy sitting. It's like sitting in your own shit and enjoying it, yeah is what it is it,
2: but... it feels like there's a progression though it's it's not so much that it's like you kind of wallow in that for a little bit, and then you kind of you move forward and you remind yourself of how you came out at that point,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, but sometimes you don't. You just come out of the song and think, that is better than shit, and I loved
2: it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah. Films
2: can do that as well. Oh,
3: God, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, songs, lost songs. Songs can play on pretty much any emotion, same as films, but yeah. Yeah, and the, the, this, these songs that you choose a lot, Neil—the typical Neil music—and this is it. This is R.E.M. It is <laughs> Crowded House. It is. It is all of those. Yeah, the, the, it is dark shit, and it's. A, I'm not dark, I'm not dark, knock,
2: not but dark, me- 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 melodic. I'm not knocking this. Dark it's, but it's gentle, a, g- gentle it, darkness.
3: It's a good. It's a good song. It is what it is. It's like I say, it's not groundbreaking, it's just a very good example of that genre, and yeah, it's not something I'd stick on my playlist, because I'd probably end up fucking killing myself. (laughs) But, it's alright, it's okay, thanks for bringing it.
2: Okay. (laughs) So, I think that brings us to the end of the head-to-head round, unless anybody's got anything anything else to add on any of the songs.
3: (laughs) No.
2: So, uh, we move on to the all-important verdict, Drum roll.
1: Who is this week's head-to-head
2: winner, Robert?
1: Man, ah, oh, I hate being put in this position. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was really, I was really torn. It came down to the first one and the last one for me, and you know, like there was just something so intriguing about that first song about it being four songs in one and all of the genres and the styles and how well it was done like it just man it just sucked me in like and i you know i gotta give it to that guy he's he's on to something special. And, okay. and I think that people feel it. Like there's a little fire under this guy right now. And you, you just, you know, I didn't want to like the song. That was it. I didn't want to <laughs> like the song and I like the song. <laughs> Damn it. You know? <laughs> so there you go. You know, I'm giving that man a high five, you know, like he, he, he's onto something. So, uh, but you know, I'm not taking away from the other two songs, you know, like, um, but there's definitely there was something intriguing about that first one that. Is, Have you is listened to the rest me. of the album? No, I haven't,
3: but I will. You know, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite a, an eclectic range of styles within the. It's it's it isn't all the same.
1: That's what it sounds like, and that's what I'm looking forward to because I feel like right now in music. You know, this idea of genre is almost like the idea of race. And when you get sucked into it, it can get kind of dark and it can get really lonely and, you know, and you, and you got blinders on. And so I like this idea that, you know, artists can step outside of that box. You know, a lot of great artists do that their whole career, you know. The best and artists so... at
3: some point who stepped out of the box and said, fuck. Fuck the rules! I'm going to do it my way, and that's exactly. you get people. But you ended up with bands like the the Beatles. You know, they they yep. transcended the genre. They created new sounds and
1: yeah, yeah. You know, Led Zeppelin. You know, yeah. the Rolling Stones. You know, Sabbath. Like, like, yeah, you know, even some of these old muddy, these old blues guys. You know, they even tried to step outside of the box. You know, like and it's interesting. You know,
3: mm, I agree. So, because uh, when you
1: do, you, you you force yourself to learn. Like you're you're exposing new things, you're learning new things. You know, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, you might even find yourself using different things in your music. You know,
1: totally, totally. Mm. Like somebody messaged me last night, uh, and he was like, oh, "Man, I wonder how a dobro would sound in a drop C, open C minor tuning." And I was like, "I don't know, but I really want to find out." I've never played a Dobro, but I figure out I, if you tune it right, I can figure something out.
3: <laughs> oh, That's what I love about you Americans. You're so, you're so you know, we're very pessimistic. We'd say, I don't know what the fuck that is. We're not playing it. You're more, <laughs> don't know what it is. want to play it. Intrigued there. Nobody can teach me because nobody knows what it is, but I'll, I'll work out my own way of playing it. You know, I love that. It's brilliant. If it's got strings, I can play it. We we could we, exactly. could, we could do with having a bit of that a bit more of that attitude over here. At yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, another point to make. Um,
2: so, yeah, Rich is running away with this. Uh, I think we can safely say you've won season three at this point, Rich. But yeah, it's um, we'll still continue to showcase new music.
3: I could have I could have got Wayne on the phone, couldn't I? Never no mind.
2: No. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so, uh, yeah. Head to I just love that. the
1: fact that you said that on the show. You're like. <laughs> Okay, let's keep moving. <laughs> so, <we'll... laughs> do, do, do you want to phone, Wayne? <laughs> uh, Not right. now, let's just talk about it. Phone in Wayne. Okay. Just kidding, <laughs> Wayne. Actually, you
3: know what? Just hold, hold that. Ouch, this is that, happening. That, that hurt. Um, won't be a second. Right. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to phone Wayne, and he can just tell us what he, about his song. And uh, what wait. Quickly what he thought about your song, and quickly what he thought about songs, and you can say hello to him, you've spoke to Wayne before haven't you Robert?
2: Have we lost Robert?
3: No he's still, he's connected, oh. but he's not saying anything, he'll come back.
2: Yeah, in a meantime I'll phone Wayne, oh, oh it's, ringing. it's
3: ringing, there's Wayne, hello Wayne,
2: hello, hello hey, Wayne, this is Chris I, Tarrant, no, I, no, the next no, voice no, you go no, to Wayne, hear is Richard's, I can't hear
3: you because you're coming through my oh, fair you, enough. you might be able to hear your name, <laughs> <laughs> Say something, Neil.
2: Hello, Wayne. This is Chris Tarrant. The next voice you, you're you going to hear will be Richie's.
3: Can you hear him? No. <laughs> Where's the microphone? I'll, I'll put it in the speaker, that's why. Now can you hear him? I'm back. Say, hello, Robert. Say hello, Neil. Yep. Hello. Can you hear him? Just
2: yeah. Like, really
3: faintly. Like, oh. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to Wayne without you. Um, Wayne, we just wanted to get your thoughts on, firstly, my song...
4: Um, you've got me on a hop here, you? Yeah. Um, I thought it was shit. <laughs> 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 um,
3: I don't, <laughs> don't well, think, um... They haven't stopped laughing yet, hold on. <laughs>
4: uh, is it a strange one, I wasn't expecting this sort of song... From 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 you, um, it's got a sort of stage feel to it, you know, like a oh, musical feel to it.
3: Musical musical theatre, yeah, I said yeah, that. Yeah,
4: like um, who is it among us who doesn't like Meatloaf? Me. I'm surprised you brought this because this is that Out of Hell. Nah,
3: definitely. Bat Out of Hell. Nah, definitely. Yeah, bat Out of Hell nah. <laughs> can suck a dick. This is brilliant. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it sounds like that, I, I actually really like it I've no idea what it's about it, it flits all over the place I've, I have this feeling it's about 50s um, like rebellion you know like white picket fences and then yeah. rock and roll comes along and that sort of thing that's what I feel it's about but I'm not sure never yeah, I like it
3: it's one so fuck you um... <laughs>
4: really that's one <laughs> yes <laughs> yes
3: wow. yeah it's a fucking how many times have you listened to it?
4: about four times
3: Wow, it's so good. Okay, what did you think of Neil's song? I
4: really like Neil's song. Fuck off. That. Really?
3: No, he he's alright, he's it okay. It's a nice song. You know, it's,
4: it's, it's Neil it's Neil music, but it's a nice it, song. It's Neil music. <laughs> Hold on a
5: minute. Who said it's that?
3: i <laughs> jack shit at the moment. Are you still there, guys? So, yeah. Are you listening yep. to Wayne? Can you yeah. hear him okay? K- yeah. on then, Wayne. I can hear him. Yeah, I, I, I like Neil's song. It was, it's, it's, a,
4: it, it's nice. it has got a nice sentiment to it. It feels like it's about regret and, and about wanting to change things before the end. And slit your like wrist. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like
3: that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much all I got, like here. Yeah.
3: And uh, do you want to say anything about your band because we haven't said anything?
4: Uh, there's not much to say. I, I just liked it. it. You know, it's, it's not... It's not rewriting history or anything like that. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a, kind of been,
3: reliving it, if anything.
4: Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, I mean, there's a whole nostalgia of synth pop at the moment, and I'm just I'm in, in with it, and I love it. It's and very
3: prominent in the podcast at the moment as well.
4: Yeah, it is. We've had synth pop D- on quite a lot. It just, just so happened that i
2: just... Rich, t- tell him it's unashamed so there's, there's You know,
4: there's, I've got no reason behind bringing it other than I really liked it. You know, I played it. I like that it's got that nice dark feel to it. I love the um, appreciated intro and I love all the synth sounds they use. And I like the way he sings it, you know, it's got, like, a Joy Division, you know, blue, um, New Audrey feel to it. Mm. So, yeah, mm. it's
2: just yeah. nice. Asking him if he was staring at his shoes while he was Neo listening said to, to it. Neil
4: said
3: it's is of a shame at He said, were you staring, staring at your shoes while you were listening to it?
4: Yeah, it is. It is very shoe guys I never thought of. But i never made that comparison, but, yeah, it is It's very shoegaze.
3: Cool. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Wayne. We're going to continue. I'll give you a bell after this is finished. All right, and fuck off. So. <laughs> 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 okay, so that was
1: why
2: um, so we're, we're done with the head-to-head now. Yeah. Shall we move on to the so wild card section?
3: Long head-to-head. What we're 45 <laughs> minutes here and that was a long first section. Yes, we're going to move on to our next section, which is the wild card.
2: It's a motherfucking wildcard section. It
3: is. Am I taking this bit now?
2: You can do, okay, yeah. Okay,
3: then the wildcard section, as really. stated earlier, is a section where we choose some random music from our s- selection of submissions, and uh, I'll flick through them, and at some point, Robert will say stop, and I'll put my finger on the song that we're going to be using. So I'm flicking, I'm flicking... Stop. We have Mark Vickness interconnected, is what we have.
2: Uh, Mark Vickness? mm,
3: Mark Vickness.
2: That sounds familiar. I've got a feeling I've got this um, sort of earmarked as a a potential head-to-head. Not anymore.
3: Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> this um Does sound so familiar. Say something. yeah no, none of us have heard this song this tune this composition I, I, I might it have is, done. you may have I haven't it's a totally unique artistic vision mark Vickness interconnected interconnected approach musical creation as a solemn opportunity to express the interconnectedness of humanity and all sounds like the sort of thing I would bring yeah. and of all things, through the universal language of music, three years after releasing his debut CD, uh, Places, Composer, Guitarist... Places? Composer, Guitarist Mark Vickness releases Interconnected featuring four new solo modern fingerstyle compositions and four... Or- it's a composition, it probably was you, Neil, And four original pieces <laughs> with his new ensemble, also called Interconnected. Uh, what else does it say? Let's have a look before we play the song. Is there anything interesting? I mean, the the guy would be very interesting. Quote from the artist. The music on this recording is intended to convey interconnectedness, the reality that we live in, an interconnected, independent world, that we are all one human race. Instrumental music is an ideal means of expressing this because it is a universal language. The ensemble is comprised of musicians who are capable of a wide range of styles from different cultures and different eras. I worked hard to write this music with interconnectedness in mind within each piece individually and in the relationships between the pieces themselves. Some of the pieces on Interconnected come from a deeply personal place For every child was written for every person who has either experienced or known someone who has gone through the trauma of losing their innocence to childhood sexual abuse, as I did before the age of 10. Okay, and other stuff. We'll leave his links in the show notes so you can go and check him out. It's obviously very deep. I like it when a person manages to get that kind of detail and all that information into a piece of music without words. So this should be very interesting to listen to. So yes, this is, what did I say it was? Interconnected by Mark Vickness. Where the fuck is it? There it is. Connected by the guy that I said earlier, who was Mark Vickness. Vickness. Wow. I mean, wow. I kind of need yeah. a few listens to that, to be honest. The music to tonight is been, like, each song has been very diverse in and of itself, right? You know, it's got a lot going on within it. This, every every, like, few seconds or so. Probably a bit more than a few seconds. You could put your, your your finger on a different part of the globe as to where the the, the inspirations are coming from. Mm-hmm. It was almost like different parts of the world coming together to create one beautiful piece of music that worked per. It was it was almost perfect and it was beautiful, and yet there's dark elements in it, and you you, you could you could almost put the story the story of what he's trying to portray over the top of it quite easily. I think. Did you like this, Neil?
2: I did, yeah, yeah. I like, think, yeah, I didn't quite get what you you were getting with. I think I, like you say, I need to listen to it again, sort of digest it properly. But it it definitely conveyed a lot of emotion and, you know, kind of with the the blurb that you read before, I was kind of a little bit sceptical as to whether, particularly when you mentioned it was sort of a classical composition without words, so I was a bit sceptical as to how it was going to come across. Yeah, I think he conveyed that powerfully.
3: Mm, I was definitely getting different parts of the world. I was feeling feeling Egypt in there, you know, the kind of Eastern Mm. vibe. I was getting definitely Spanish. Portuguese. I think he did, like you say he definitely needs a few listens. Yeah, it's definitely a piece of music that you can listen to over and over, pull something new out of. Very creative, very creative. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah.
3: What do you reckon, Rob? Oh, I'm just calling him Rob now. You yeah, end. it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: It was intense. It was. It was a lot. And uh, like reading through when you read through that uh, that excerpt in the beginning, I, I was a little. I didn't know what to expect, (laughs) but, but yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's a type of music that again, I'm I'm not that into. And so, uh, I'm kind of with you guys. Like I'd like to, there were bits and pieces where I was like, Oh, what you know? What is this? And and so I kind of you know I'd like to spend a little bit more time with that. Um, you know, which uh, you know when you talk about kind of simplicity and you know, some sometimes the hardest thing to do is to make something simple enough to where it's like uh, you know I need to hear that again. You know, like right now. And you know there was a lot to that. So it you know uh yeah it's interesting i think i need to definitely hear that again <laughs> again
3: yeah yeah so yeah that was uh you got anything else say eh, neil
2: no not really that's that's it really. you see yeah,
3: yeah that was mark vickness we'll leave all of his information in the show notes I, i'm going to go and listen to some of his other i'm probably going to listen to this a few more times first but then i'll have listened listen to his, some of his other stuff as well and i recommend you do the same so yeah check him out in the show notes all of his links and everything Yes, so, I don't know if you can hear that, but that, that, that is my child in the background. I can't wait to get back in the studio.
2: Can't, can't hear all. So. He's just shouting. I can't hear it either. That's
3: okay then, yeah.
2: Can you hear the uh, the drug dealers outside my house having a row? No, no. <laughs> oh, there you go then.
3: <laughs> he lives in a nice, nice part of town. Yeah, so that was that. Check him out.
2: I probably shouldn't have said that so loudly. I've got the window open. Oh,
3: fuck him. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're going to move on, No, aren't we? Is that what we're going to do?
2: Yes, yes. Um, the the our next round is the intense hardcore drama musical challenge. God, that man!
3: Did you, did you get me, I completely lost all the words there, didn't I? Fuck it. <laughs>
2: So, Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge Mode Go. Uh, last time I was tasked with bringing the genre of minimal trance. Mm. So the minimal trance song I have selected is Spring by Nace Fungus. Nace Fungus? Nace Fungal? No, no, Nace Fungus. So we'll play the track. I have permission to play it, so enjoy.
3: I'm going to play it, Neil, because I haven't listened to it, but we can talk over the top of it while we're listening to it if you want. And if it's a okay. good conversation, we'll just fucking leave it in. Right. So that's what I'm going to do. Hold on. That's going to be a bit fucked. Do you want
2: to have a proper listen first before we
1: start that's talking? That's what I mean. That's what go me. I'm going
3: to have a proper listen to me. Okay. You can still talk over the top of it. take a few decibels off like. know that. No, was, what was that start bit. No. How did you find
2: it? Um, I I'm good at... Various mini- minimal trance playlists. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then, then I emailed the bloke them, okay. and said, I emailed him and said, "Can we can we can we play this on the show?" Got ya.
3: Very repetitive, isn't
2: it? It's minimal trance. <laughs> <laughs> about six minutes. I'm
1: not listening to six minutes of it. Does it change up a lot? I feel like I've already listened to six minutes.
3: Oh, it just change up. where you are yeah Um, that cheap cheap trumpet sound I'm using the drums on it as well it's like trance on a budget
2: it's minimal (laughs) trance
5: (laughs)
3: Whoa, well, whoa, well, 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 well. Sounds like a chipmunk being played with. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like someone buggering Alvin. I said that to get a reaction you did. it's a boxy tap
3: it is a boxy tap yeah so I can't fit a drum kit in my room you think this is how we should do this section from now on
2: just listen to a song comment yeah. on the top of it
3: oh the build up
5: Whop 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 wop 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 wop, wop, wop,
3: wop. <laughs> I do like that. All I need is some ecstasy and I am good to go. <laughs> Actually, send those lads outside your race my house. <laughs> That was it then, isn't it? That was it, mm. yeah.
2: So that was Nice Fungus with his song uh, composition, Spring. So yeah, minimal, um, minimal tech, um, minimal tech, no, mini, minimal Fire. Com.
1: Register, load up oh? song, and earn money. Fire.com takes your
5: music into over 300 <laughs> download <laughs> portals. This Register now. Not... Is this part
3: of the song? Yeah, not sure what the fuck that was. Sorry
2: Okay. Um, That's not yeah, minimal
1: so... at all <laughs>
2: <laughs> minimal, minimal trance uh, Very weird genre
1: My Will? What's his name?
2: <laughs> it, it, it actually Sorry. took me ages To find anything meaningful Out about um, minimal trance Because from what I gather Doing a bit of research into trance And all of its subgenres. There's so much crossover, and um, I mean, some some people wouldn't even consider minimal trance to be a genre. It's it's, it's a subgenre of psytrance trance, oh, oh, yeah. which is in itself a subgenre of trance. But essentially, it's a minimalist subgenre of trance music. It's categorized by stripped down by a stripped down aesthetic that exploits the use of repetition. An understated development. Okay. It's thought to have been developed in the early 1990s. So, I mean, so it, and then it crosses over with psychedelic trance, which sort of had its origins in something called Goa Trance, which involved huge drug-fueled parties in India, yes. where uh, DJs would mix music with the lyrics removed from psychedelic rock bands, such as The Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd and The Doors, and then cra- craft work kind of came into that somewhere, yeah, and it all sort of developed from there. Um, and then this, I suppose, this whole minimalist subgenre then came about because people wanted to sort of recreate that in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, this this track um, I listened to a lot of uh, minimalist trance, and I found it's quite hypnotic. I sort of stuck it on in the background while I was working, and um, uh, I, I, I don't know how productive my uh, my work was, but I, I kind of found it he kind of it became quite hypnotic after a while. And I, i was able to listen to quite a lot of it and out of all the tracks i listened to this one sort of jumped out because it had it did have quite a bit of life in it so uh, i contacted nice fungus um and um, asked him if we could use his song on the show he he said yes sent me a little bit of a blurb on himself which i'm trying to find here yeah he started making music when he was 16 Uh, before that he played ice hockey and inline hockey does that mean anything to you robert because i don't know much about hockey. It
1: does now that I live in Canada. Okay.
2: <laughs> 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 With, uh, with, with with great success, but he had a bad injury, so he couldn't play anymore. Uh, as a result,
3: cheap keyboard from down the shop.
2: So he started to go to drum and bass techno parties. Uh, some of the guys he got to know there made his own, uh, made their own underground parties, where he started to help. And he found a love of making music and started DJing. Uh, he studied media engineering and music production he was got into acoustic engineering and built his own studio. Today he's working on vehicle acoustics and infotainment.
3: What's, what's that Neil? Um, tell me a bit. Me a bit <laughs> I have no tell idea me a bit about that. That's what the listeners <laughs> want to <have> know about. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, maybe I'll email him again and ask him to elaborate on in, infotainment. It's
3: strange that he's got an acoustic um, production setup when his music's predominantly electric. Electric. does need yeah. to. Master in a in a, in an acoustic way type I don't know. Or maybe does other st- t- styles of music as well.
2: Maybe who knows. Um. Yeah, good, good to be a producer. So about the track, um, it was a very fast and experimental production. It's most of the time he makes tracks that are based on uh, films, so they have a sort of cinematic dark touch, but he also tries to keep a, a wider range, uh, sometimes tries different things. The aim of Spring was to make a track that keeps you moving forward and makes you smile. He says, I tried to catch the feeling when you wake up in Spring, Dewey's on the grass and Foggy's moving away. Get the dreamy bit at the beginning, and then at the drop the sun is out, it's warm, and you have that warm happy spring feeling I must be honest I wasn't really getting any warm happy spring feelings from it I, I, I still found it quite dark which I like so there's no criticism from me there. I mean, I've listened to a couple of other tracks as well, and this is probably the one. This, this is probably the lightest that I listen to. So, yeah, most of his stuff is, is sort of quite dark. Mm. So, yeah, what did you think, Rich? I, I
3: can... I, I see... Yeah, this... We, we You usually get bombarded with absolute hate every time you do a genre challenge because you, you usually fail miserably, but I think this time you've absolutely knocked it out of the ballpark. This is exactly what you was asked to to find good example of it as well it's i, I do like chance chance that mainstream chances it's got kind of like a, a festival feel to it it feels like him outdoors it's got so much reverb and it feels it's got a live feel about it this is kind of like chance but without all that reverb minimal, minimal yeah it's, it's good yeah <laughs> it's, it's good it just yeah i've got a not really much else to say about it. It's, it's, ele- it's electronic dance music that sounds yeah. You know, I can I can bop to yeah. Robert,
1: I'm I'm with you there, man. Uh, you know, I was uh, it's it's definitely not my not my thing now. Uh, when I was around 19, I used to love rave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, it de- it's definitely minimal. <laughs> um, <laughs> my drummer would really love it. Uh, he's he's into uh, you know the. The kind of minimal, uh, kind of industrial uh, type of music. See now, as uh, a drummer, yeah.
3: I find that I got a lot of my inspiration uh, back in the day from EDM, like drum and bass, because some of the, the time signatures they use, and some of the like, that the way yeah. they use polyrhythms, and they use different rhythms. That, it's quite intricate, and you, you you don't think about it unless you wouldn't think about it unless you was a, a percussionist or a drummer yourself. And it's, I used to find myself trying to copy some of the beats, and the, some of the stuff they do is really difficult. Obviously, they're using their fingers on some sort of um, drum board, but it's nice. It's, mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's
3: interesting to try and copy it on a drum kit. Yeah. Oh, Neil,
2: got any more to add, or is no. that? We, 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 we spent I on the intense so, yeah. genre musical challenge we've got to pick a genre yeah. for next week and unfortunately we find ourselves at the disadvantage that uh, Wayne is the keeper of the uh, You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast Bible bible which is a, li- oh. a, a list of uh, every genre of music known to man mm-hmm. a sort of 26A4 page document a um, so Have it, you done uh,
1: Psycho Billy yet? No
2: We haven't but that sounds like a good challenge for Rich
1: I might have just made Who's it up, he? but I'm pretty sure it's a genre. Who, who is he? <laughs> Who's Psycho Billy? What's that?
3: I think he lives, I think I he lives that down was the a, road, I actually. thought that was a genre. I know it's
2: Psycho like Billy. <laughs> I think he's outside my ass at the moment. <laughs> I th- <laughs> no, I
1: think I think Psycho Billy is a, is a trying genre. To sell, trying
3: to sell cocaine to my let two-year-old see. daughter.
1: Let's just see. Psycho Billy. <laughs> Uh, I'm right. I'm right in Google right now, and it takes me straight to the FBI. Case. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> so, psycho, <laughs> psycho, Billy, according to Wikipedia, some sometimes called horror Billy. It's a no, rock. genre Fusion genre Sorry, this is <laughs> that genre. mixes elements of rockabilly and punk rock.
3: Okay, I can do that. Rockabilly. <laughs>
1: that's go. your
2: Horrible challenge horror. for next for next time. Rockabilly
3: and punk rock. I'm just going to bring Nathaniel Date D- Nathaniel Rateliff and the Wet. That that pretty much that, that. They do that kind of shit, don't they?
2: Don't know. Never heard of
1: You must have heard of him. N- he he did that song, Son of a Bitch. Yeah, that's Son right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Oh,
3: is that, so, or is that, love, or is that Bluegrass? Uh, that's Bluegrass, isn't
1: it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I'll find it
3: anyway, whatever it is. So.
1: Yeah. Let's see, the Cramps would have been psychobilly, I think. They're kind of being uh, given credit for being the first psychobilly band. band. Okay.
3: The Cramps. I Kramps, need to find somebody yeah. who's going to give us permission. And there was a
1: UK band in the 80s called the Meteors.
3: Okay. Well, I need to find a band that's going to give us permission to play their work. So I need to find somebody who's alive and <laughs>
1: good. <laughs>
3: So good luck to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay, then, so Psycho Billy, I'll, I'll go and do that for next time. Thank you. Cool. Uh, Robert, most people don't usually come up with an obscure genre off the top of the head like that.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it you even have to
1: check yourself? Yeah. I don't even know why I was thinking of it. <laughs> She's favorite style of music, really. <laughs> Y'all don't know it, but I'm, try- I'm trying to bring Psycho Billy into blues. I'm trying to bl- blur the two.
2: Right, so yeah, that was the Intense Hardcore Drawing and Musical Challenge. We move on to the final section of the show, the artist spotlight.
1: Oh, the
5: spotlight artist Spotlight, spotlight. Light, light, light. spotlight.
2: As you already know, because you've been listening to the podcast for the last hour and a half, we are joined this week by uh, Robert Connolly. farr yeah, thanks Hello, for having Robert. me,
1: guys. It's a pleasure. No,
2: thanks for thanks for coming on. We, uh, we really appreciate you taking
1: the time to talk to us. Oh, it's been special. Uh,
3: really enjoyed your music when you uh, you came on the show last time. I think it was a B side, and uh, yeah, that's
1: right. Uh, I remember that it was. I think it was in May, maybe. Yeah, it was March, very sure. stand
3: out. I loved it. Yeah.
1: In fact, I think this whole kind of lockdown thing had just started.
3: Yeah, probably, yeah. If I'm yeah, not
1: mistaken, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking, I because I remember being at home, you yeah. You were speaking
3: yeah. to Wayne, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was on the B side, it was one of the last B sides we did.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, you, you uh, last time we, 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 we spoke to you uh, as a podcast, not me personally, but say lockdown was just starting, so... Uh, What's the whole lockdown experience been for you then, uh,
1: Robert? Well, it's been interesting. I I think in that last episode, uh, I mentioned like last year, I got a cancer diagnosis and had to have an emergency surgery. Like I was out for three months. Uh, It was kind of a traumatic surgery. And so I was out for a few months recovering. And then I went back to work and then everybody started getting sick. And they were like, go home and work from home. And so it was pretty much just kind of back to, you know kind of how things were and um but since then things have picked back up and we're we're kind of back in the office and everybody's wearing a mask and doing what they're supposed to do and we've been moving and grooving with this new album country supper that comes out on october the 17th
3: how are you plums now What's how that? are you plums now you had cancer of the plum didn't you
1: yeah it's uh, they did it they had to chop old righty off and so mm-hmm. uh they made a i made us wrote a song about lefty <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be coming out next year sometime. It'll be clarity
2: <laughs> yeah, and Yeah. A bit of musical inspiration.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, you know, this morning, uh, this morning I was at the hospital to have a CT scan and then uh, race back home to do this with you guys. So it's just been, you know, it's a trip, man. It's just life, and. You know, it's, it's like uh, Jimmy says, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, and you just got to roll with it, you know? I like, I like that, yeah. So so yeah. in terms
2: of the surgery and your recovery and uh, and everything like that, uh, everything's looking pretty good.
1: It's it's looking good, unless I'm naked. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that your next the album, Star show. They're looking good, unless <laughs> I'm naked. <laughs> There we go. I like it. I just wanted to write that
2: (laughs) down. Said with that (laughs) accent, yeah. Yeah.
5: Uh, So, I mean,
2: obviously, 2020 is not what any of us really expected. I'm guessing, how how have your musical plans for this year changed? Well,
1: you know, it it, it was actually kind of, in a way, for me, it was a breath of fresh air because um, it gave me some time. Like, I was able to release a a live album um, that we did. We did an online blues show and uh we got such a great recording off of it we just went ahead and released that as a live album it's called live in east band it's on our our Bandcamp page but it's basically just me and my drummer we turn up the amp and we go to town on some of those old juke joint blues you know and oh. and uh that's what i love about that style of music is you don't need much to to have a good time and so we did that i also released an album of uh, b-sides and rarities uh called gasoline with a couple of new songs but just some things that i did in my home studio and then you know i've had a lot of time to work on country supper and it's uh it's gonna it's turned into like a 17 song album and we're super stoked to get it out there and we've already got another album you know in in the works uh ready to record you know we're just moving and grooving and uh we don't play a lot of live shows we never did so now people want us to and so (laughs) but we're not comfortable with it so we're just kind of staying the course and trying to make some, some hopefully some good music that really honors uh, Jimmy Duck Holmes and uh, you know R.L. Boyce and you know some of these elders in Mississippi that have taken the time to teach me.
2: So, so are you? I mean, you you've heard to we we a lot in that. Um, are, are you are you a solo artist, Robert, or are you? Do, do you have a regular band or? Or in case it's you with with the same regular band?
1: Yeah, like, basically, I've worked with the same guys for the last 12 years. And um, and I say we because I write all the songs, but I come to that band to really help me home, you know, help me get rid of the extra. And, um, you know, I feel like, if I'm completely honest, my music is only as good as our band makes it. And, uh, hmm. and so I'm really grateful for that. And, um, you know, I think it's important for me to say that in public uh, because of the fact that my drummer, my bass player, my guitarist, each of those guys, you know, they bring incredibly important criticisms to the table. And uh, I'm really grateful for that. So,
2: we I mean, going further back, when well, you mentioned uh, you know, twelve years, that's um, a long time to be working with the, 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 the same same group of musicians. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what sort of inspired you to get into music in the first place? Is it something that's always been in you?
1: Yeah, like I mean, I just remember being a kid, and um, I grew up in Bolton, Mississippi, which um, is the same town Charlie Patton grew up in. It's the same town that Sam Chapman was from, and Bo Carter, Walter Vincent, and um, my papa used to come pick me up on Sundays and take me out to the country to where he grew up, and which is just south of the big black river that borders the, the bottom part of the Delta, and we'd listen to Casey Kasem's Top 40 Country Music Countdown every Sunday, and I can remember the melodies of those songs, and some of them I haven't heard in 30 years, 40, you know, you know, since we were, since I was 10 years old, riding riding out to the country. And I can still remember those melodies. And this is something that's always been very important to me. Something that I related to on a kind of spiritual level was music. And my, none of my family really had that, that, that we can tell. You know, my mom sang in the choir and whatnot. But, I mean, it just resonated with me on a level that I, I it, I had to have it. And, uh, and I picked up the guitar when I was 19 and started writing songs when I was uh, – 22 and wasn't until I moved up to Vancouver that I actually put together a band and uh, you know uh, so that was and that's the band that I've been playing with ever since and, excellent but the, uh, the the thing that kind of started me on that path of, of songs was uh, I, I needed to I was <laughs> I needed to get some college credits and i I audited a guitar
3: class
1: (laughs) because i didn't want the grade i was pretty sure i would fail at guitar (laughs) and uh so this guy the teacher started teaching us this arpeggio classical style of playing and then um i i had uh i had just sobered up at the time um and uh this fella that i was working with in in recovery um he said hey here's your song book Uh, it's all neil young songs and i'm thinking I, Neil Young like that's the asshole that Skinner hates, you know. And so <laughs> you know, but I got sucked into the Decade album and I learned every song on that album and and uh, I I mean, I was just infatuated with Neil Young. I was infatuated that he had the audacity to say the things that he was saying, and, you know. And then I and then I learned more about, you know, his relationship with Ronnie Van Zant and Skinner and the fact that uh you know they they were friends and and they used their music as a way to politicize some of the things that they didn't like and you know so i think that the social and political aspect of music was something that was very evident to me when i started writing it and it's yeah, the track that, that you've, still, uh, yeah. the track you've
2: asked us to to to, to play on this did this the show today uh, all Good, i could definitely see those influences in it
1: yeah right on appreciate that yeah it's uh that one was uh that track, uh, we just released it the other day on our Bandcamp, camp, and uh, it's one of my favorite tracks off of this new Country Supper album, and uh, it was inspired by um, R.L. Boyce and Jimmy Duck Holmes, and, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is, but it's a kind of unapologetic, you know. Yeah. you know this is me i I can't help it you know the best thing i can do right now is just you know try to do something good oh i love
2: love that bit where it's completely unexpected way just this is where you're kind of you're gonna come around here talking shit you know yeah
1: exactly you know it's like and and that i got time for that (laughs) yeah you know and that and that lyric is is kind of uh was inspired by one of jason isbell's songs where he talks about, you know, he's like, hey, I'm tired, you know, I'm not going to meet you in the ditch, I'll meet you up here on the road, you know, yeah. let's try to do something good, you know, it's enough of the bullshit, let's, let's move forward with something good.
2: Yeah, excellent. Have, um, you, you got anything you want to add at all, Rich? Um,
3: um, not really, I appreciate the, your, your music a lot, I've, I've listened been listening to it today, I mean, I You've got your you influence influences, and you wear them on your sleeve, but they are only that. They are only influences. You've you've taken because a, a lot of your influences are old time country artists, but your music mm-hmm. is doesn't feel old time. It feels still. It feels prevalent today. but It works today. Maybe Definitely. not in in the, in the UK. But the, wayne's convinced that there's a big country scene in the uk i, I don't know of it mm. but your music i think could travel over here easily I, I love it the production i mean do you produce it yourself because the production is crystal it is crystal it's really good production
1: well it's uh these th- th- these particular recordings um w- we did produce this album ourselves um with uh with our engineer liam knows and Liam's a young fella, but he's working down at the Hypersonic Studios in Vancouver. And the Hypersonic studios are the old little mountain, and that's where Aerosmith recorded, uh, you know, their three killer records in the '80s. And um, ac was in there. Motley Crue recorded, uh, uh, you know, "Kickstart My Heart." Some of that Doctor Feelgood album. You know, there's just been some crazy great records made in the studio. All records that I grew up listening to. And so for us to be in there it was amazing, This the you know, just the quality of the sound, but just the inspiration of that room, uh, you know, knowing that all of those amazing records got cut there, you mm.
3: know. Um uh, so it's not it's not yeah, you, know, you get you, you get your artists to live off the, the the old time artists and they're, they're them trying to keep it alive by redoing it. And it's it's yeah. no no you know it, it, it was good then I mean it's just still good now and it, you know but only the the the, the, the big fans are going to listen to it. What I you, feel you're doing is you're keeping it alive by making it relevant still. If you know what I mean, you're not living in the past. You're taking from the past and bringing it to now. We get a lot of artists like that. We say it a lot, but you're really doing that with your music. I feel
1: well, right on. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. You know, J- Jimmy told me one time I, I played a set at the at the Blue Front Cafe, his old juke jump, down in Bentonia, Mississippi. and he uh, I, I played a hard time killing floor blues one night, and I hit the wrong note right at the end of the song. And I was so mad. And I and I walked out that side door to where Jimmy was standing watching me, and, and I said, I hit the wrong note on that song. And he put his arm around me, and he goes, Conley, you ain't going to play it like me. You ain't going to play it like Skip. You ain't going to play it like Jack Owens. He goes, you've got to play it how you're going to play it. And he goes, "When you play what you're playing, you can't play it wrong." And that really resonated with me and it and it kind of freed me up in a way to take some of these older artists because I feel very strongly that we should be paying homage to uh, you know, especially nowadays, the you know these 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 old black artists that have given so much of their lives, like Jimmy, he didn't have to teach me but he makes an effort to teach me. He does not have to, you know, and he does that out of the kindness of his heart. He was taught by, you know, Jack Owens and Henry Stuckey that taught Skip James, you know, like all of these artists, like R.L. Boyce, uh, Jesse Mae Hemphill, you know, like uh, Leo Bud Welch, you know, these men played their point like leo's gone now but i mean he was playing up until he he passed away you know and um i think that we should edify these these people you know like people should know who henry stuckey is they should know who jack owens is you know like because these people i, I feel like are the the, the foundation of, of all of our modern music
3: send us some links to their work robert and uh but we'll, we'll we'll share some of their stuff on the socials
1: for sure
5: for sure yeah, yeah.
3: i'd like to have a listen as well so
1: jimmy's got a, a great album he just released last year with dan auerbach of the black keys and i mean you know you take somebody that that you know, is predominantly country blues that you know never leaves the side of his acoustic guitar and, and you put him in a band like Dan Auerbach has up in Nashville and man those sounds are wicked mm. you know so wicked like catfish blues that Jimmy did on that album it's just oh it's so psychedelic you know
3: <laughs> yeah send us whatever links you can think of I'd, I'd like to take a take a listen to some more of the the stuff behind your music as it were for sure yeah. for sure mm. So yeah, um, but, I uh, think yeah. I, th- I think that just uh, about rounds up. Uh, if our listeners, if you want to cover this, if our listeners want to find you, they want to no, follow you, know. if they want to stalk you and show you some love, where can they? Where can they do that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, you can find us anywhere: Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. You know, we're we're everywhere. Spotify. You know, um, we're we're constantly releasing stuff. But basically, my Bandcamp page and um, uh, is is where I release stuff first, and and that's where I release. You know, I I do everything. Like I'm I'm releasing what I want to release. I don't have a label or anybody telling me what to do. So it's kind of sporadic. You know, one day I'll release an album and I'll leave it up for a week and then I'll pull it off and. You know, I hate oh, when artists on do that.
3: Don't do that. I hate that. <laughs> oh, you know Last year, a guy called Christian Eckerson, he's a he's a classical pianist, and like he created a piece, he composed a piece of music that was by far one of my favourite pieces of music ever. Wow! And just decided, oh, I don't like it, so I'm taking it off. I, I, I can't get a hold of that piece of music anymore now
1: really well amazing. and that's a, that's another thing that's that's another thing why i do it is Just to people off. intriguing <laughs> well yeah you know it's like somebody out there has that song that you're looking for <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool that's cool
3: mm.
2: where can people find us
3: rich oh us. well if you want to find you haven't heard this music podcast you can find us at yhh tmpc.com you can find us anywhere you can find a podcast from Spotify to Spreaker to iTunes to TuneIn to SoundCloud anywhere you can also find us on something that I'm trying to push more, more now because we have overheads and stuff and although we're not trying to become rich through this we are trying to help artists get known and uh, it's taking time out of our day and it's taking money as well. So we've got a Patreon, patreon.com nice. forward slash Y-H-H-T-M-P-C. And for the price of one pint of Guinness a month, you can support us. And like I say, we're not looking to become rich, but just like to cover some overheads, you know. And the more you support us, yeah. the more we can support the artists, and we, you know, who deserve to get out there, because the mainstream just isn't, not, it's not good. So, yeah. It's
1: not what it used no, to be.
3: No, it's not. And... Also, like for artists, if you join our Patreon and you, you submit your work on there, you're going to get ahead of, ahead of the queue, so we'll, we'll probably listen to you before everybody else gets listened to. You're not paying for us to listen to you. You're supporting us, and in, in return, we'll listen to your work. We'll support you. We'll, you yeah, you support nice. us, we support you. And obviously, in the future, we we'll want to do other stuff with the Patreon as well, like add an extra tier so we can start help, helping, helping artists in other ways, like point them in the right directions, because we have contacts now, we're music, we're industry insiders, so yeah, want we'll to be able to help you people. Go. So, like I say, for the price of a pint a month, that would be greatly appreciated and i don't want to keep waffling on about it so yeah all the artists information will be from the show will be in the show notes including robert robert thank you for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure Yeah, thank
1: you robert thank you it's been very uh, it's an honor to be on your show i really appreciate it and i love what you got and if you
3: could keep sending your work to us we'll keep pushing you because we love your work
1: definitely guys i appreciate it man it means a lot
3: awesome thank you and uh yeah, so all this left to say is I've been Richie. I've been Neil. And our guest has been... I've been Robert. Thank you for listening. If indeed <laughs> you still are. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. Take care.
5: you made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi.
4: Mom, can we go to the pool?
5: And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hey,
0: it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.